Carolina tries to clear, can't kept it. Working his way through, and Ronta with another big save. And Severson had a lane. Auntie Ronta. It's daylight, but he is shining right now. Another chance for Tatar. Waves patiently, and Ronta gets across and absolutely robs Jack Hughes. Now a chance put right on, and another save by Ronta as he sure got loose in the lane. Oh, now an opportunity. Here comes Mercer in on Ronta. Ronta makes the save. Now centering it, Temper Hollow. That doesn't get through. Now the old quasi little mini poke check. Nason with step on. Nason comes in, puts the shot across for step on, and it's score! Oh, hang that in the net. What a goal from the Carolina Hurricanes. Derek step on from Stephen Nason. Now a nice play. Here comes Aho. Short handed puck rolls on him. Shorty and puts Carolina back in the lead. It's 2-1. Hurricane shot out front. Deflected by Stepan. Now Nason behind the net. Good work by Nason. Back for DeHaan. DeHaan gets one through. Nason with a deflection. They'll score! Stepan on the doorstep. Happy New Year, Derek Stepan. His second of the game. Out of the puck with some patience. Now it's Natchez. Natchez, he'll exchange with Burns. He gets a shot through. He scores! He'll try to dance around, stretching up. Oh, mercy! Auntie Ronta in overtime. The save now springs Jarvis the other way. Two on one. Hamilton pulls up. His shot deflected. Ronta makes the save, and he gumbies the next one. Somehow Ronta keeps it out. We're still tied. It's Andre Svechnikov. What does he have in his bag of tricks? Svechnikov to the point. He scores! Oh, the little sleight of hand in Svechnikov has put Carolina on top of the shootout. He dives into the middle of the ice, and Ronta gets the better of him. And the Hurricanes extend their win streak. It's 11 in a row. The point streak was already insured at 17. And what a way to start 2023. The Carolina Hurricanes, 5-4 winners in the shootout in New Jersey. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. And yeah, Mike Maniscalco was not wrong. 11-game winning streak, 17 consecutive games with at least a point. 12 consecutive road games with at least a point. Seven-point lead in the Metropolitan Division. Pinch me. (laughs) All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to uh, in uh, a short period of time. Uh, We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in in Durham. I almost said in Raleigh. Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Windows, siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, whatever I just said. Storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it all. So, AluminumCompany.com. I think you heard a lot of Auntie Ranta highlights there. Ranta was really good again today. Five straight starts for Carolina's, I don't know, backup to the backup? I don't know. Understudy? 
number two goalie. Let's call him the number two goalie, no matter who the number one is. Antti Rantz is the number two, but he's played five straight games. He's on a personal seven-game winning streak. 24 save. Yeah, he let in four. The last goal, the fourth goal, that was a bad goal that made it 4-3. Everybody in the world understands that. Ranta let in a bad goal. And I, I am not standing for any of your Hurricanes uh, Twitter Ante Ranta bashing. It's, it's, it's like you're all waiting for Ranta to make a mistake so you could say, see, and again, what did Ante Ranta... I mean, did you forget? There's a reason why all those highlights seemingly... Let's see, we played 12 highlights... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the 12 highlights were Auntie Ranta saves. He was excellent today. Excellent. He allowed a bad goal. All right. Now we're over it. Everybody's good? All right. I think we'll see Pyotr Kachetkov on Tuesday at Madison Square Garden. Ranta's last loss in regulation. Now, granted, he hasn't played a ton because... He was a little banged up, and Pyotr Kachetkov played basically all the games, just like Ronta is playing all the games now. His last regulation loss came in Colorado on November 12th. Subsequently, that was the last regulation loss on the road for the Hurricanes. And actually, if you remember that game, It was a weird game in that Carolina had tons of opportunities to score goals and just did the puck was, it was one of those nights where the puck bounces, you guys all, I don't know, have double vision. I have no idea. They played like a bunch of, uh, a bunch of guys playing on New Year's Day. Wait a second. Anyway. It was just one of those games. It might have been the worst game, worst good game Sebastian Ajo ever played. I thought Ajo was actually good, except when it came to uh, putting his stick on the puck and firing it at goal. Just didn't happen. But that's how good this stretch has been. You have to go back to November 12th to find the last road regulation loss, 8-0-4 in that span. You have to go back to November 12th to find the last time Auntie Ranta lost a game, didn't at least extract a point from it. And remember the game that he was removed from after two periods in St. Louis, they were tied. Now, he wasn't good in that game, but they were tied. So 11 straight wins, 15-0-2 in their last 17. <laughs> Gosh. 15-0-2 in their last 17. All right. To, uh, to a few items from the game. The first, I, it almost seems like we do start every one of these with, uh, with a lecture, doesn't it? I apologize. Happy New Year, everybody, by the way. Fourth line was dynamite. I mean, absolutely dynamite tonight. Two of my three stars came from the fourth line. Stefan Nason, I think I gave the uh, third star to... And Derek Stepan got the first star for two goals, and he could have had four. Really did. Could have had, could have had four. Uh, fired a shot wide. That probably should have been a goal, to be honest. Uh, but that line played really well. Yes, Perry Coat is doing a great job in the middle there. 
And I, Rod's not going to change it. I think Rod has decided that's where uh, Yes Perry belongs right now. And at some point down the road, maybe Yes Perry will become a second line center or a third line center. I don't know. But right now, he's going to center that line. And that line's going to be effective. And that line is going to get some more scoring help as though it needs it. Because at some point, Max Pacioretty comes back and somebody is going to play on the wing. Somebody somebody who's, my guess is, the two-goal scorer from tonight is going to come out of the lineup. And if when they're 100% healthy, somebody from the top six is going to drop down and play there. And if I had to guess, I'd say it's going to be Seth Jarvis. Um, but that's just me. A little bit uh, just... Just throwing that out there. Fourth line, two goals, five points, plus five tonight. Stefan Nason has 20 points on the season. Yep, he is fifth on the team in points. Stefan Nason has 20 points through 37 games. Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi has points in five of his last six games, three goals and three assists in that span. That line has been great. Great. And this is, again, keep bringing it up, the advantage that Carolina should have over a lot of teams, the advantage they had tonight. New Jersey is good. They outplayed Carolina in Raleigh almost two weeks ago, on the 20th. They outplayed Carolina. I don't think they outplayed Carolina today. Carolina was the better team today. But you see the danger. You see the speed. You see the skill. What they lack is maybe uh, a couple of those elements that they used to have. The Kyle Palmieri's, uh, Blake Coleman's of the world that they no longer have. But that's basically what they need to take all of the skill they have and maybe cash in a little bit more. But my gosh, Jack Hughes, what a talent. I mean... Best player on the ice, honestly, all the time. He's just incredibly noticeable all the time. Nico Heischer is a dynamite two-way player. Jesper Brod is, I mean, really good. This is a really good team. And they there's and re- remember, they don't have Andre Palat, and I'm, I don't think they're going to have him for a long time either. So there is. That's a that's a good that's a good hockey team. These two wins, yeah, those are those are two good wins Carolina's gotten in the last two weeks. And they'll see the Devils again, uh, it, what, in four games. So they're at the Rangers on Tuesday, home against Nashville on Thursday, at Columbus on Saturday afternoon, and then I think it's New Jersey Tuesday again in Raleigh. So right back at it. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You guys do so many things. Windows, doors, siding, gutters, awnings, roofing. Roofing. Roofing is the most important part of your home. You want to make sure you keep the water out. Our roofing products made by Certainty, the shingle roofing, it comes in a lot of different colors, a lot of different styles, but it has a 50-year, five-star warranty in all material and labor, backed by the manufacturer. It's non-prorated. I've never heard of a 50-year warranty. I always hear like 20 or 30. Unless a tree hits the house or you have some storm damage, it'll be the last roof you ever put on your home. I like that. What about metal roofing? 
We do a lot of metal roofing. We got the standing seam, comes in a lot of different colors, and it'll last forever, but it doesn't have the 50-year warranty like the shingled roofing does. Sounds like you're pushing shingle roofing, which you should probably. It's affordable, and again, it's hard to beat because it's it's really the last roof you'll have to pay to put on your home. Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, AluminumCompany.com. Uh, let's see, Martin Natchez, uh, big power play goal. I didn't really like Marty's game tonight. I didn't love, I thought they were, it's not that they didn't have good games. I thought they just were careless with the puck. And Natchez was a little loose with the puck, although, again, he scored the big power play goal that got him even with about four and a half left. Andre was, he had a lot of shots on goal. I think he created some offense, but they were just careless with the puck. And careless with decisions, I think, in the third period specifically, but there were some uh, weird moments even in the second period as well. Canes were one for four in the power play. Uh, it's two straight games of the power play goal, so that's encouraging. Uh, they were three out of three on the kill, and in the last four games, they are 14 for 14. So again, this is an area that is starting to resemble a year ago. Now, Rod said that they've sort of changed the way they have approached the penalty kill. In in the years past under Brenda Moore, they have been super aggressive at attacking the puck, which is great until you meet up with power plays like Boston, Tampa, Washington, Toronto, Colorado, which are so lethal because they are so good at moving the puck calmly. And when you when you are an attack-based penalty kill and you are scrambling at the puck, those teams open you up wide. And that's really what is done in Carolina. The Rangers were in many ways like that a year ago. I don't I don't look at their power play being as good as the others, although the power play was very good against Carolina. And opposing power plays have been the exit ramp for Carolina in the playoffs all four years. All four years. You go back to Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, it was the power Boston's power play. You go to Tampa the following year, it was Tampa's power. Or was it Tampa the following? Boston again, um, the second year. It was Boston's power play in the bubble. Tampa the third year. I mean, absolutely destroyed. And the Rangers were good on the power play. Carolina's power play, of course, disintegrated. But uh, the penalty kill, which has been great during the regular season, was just torched in the postseason. So that obviously has to get better. And it looks like it's a little bit more, a uh, le- little bit less frantic, if you will. Uh, Sebastian Ajo's goal, which, of course, a gift from Mackenzie Blackwood, was also earned at the same time by Sebastian. Because he makes the play, this Carolina shorthanded, he makes the play at the blue line to take the puck from Jack Hughes. But he also lost control of it, and it was just you know, sliding towards Blackwood, who comes out, and if Blackwood makes the play, which is a relatively easy play, then he gets the puck out of harm's way, and Carolina is still on the penalty kill, at least 
it was a good play. He breaks up whatever, you know, rush New Jersey was trying to, you know, create. But then Mackenzie Blackwood whiffs on the pass or on the clear. Aho picks up the puck and just deposits it into the empty net. But it was a, a shorthanded goal that was a gift, but it was a gift that was earned. And I think I thought Aho was excellent. He was my second star today. Then we got to the third period. And the third period was a gong show. Here are, in my opinion, the three things that happened, or the things that happened on the three New Jersey goals. On the first one, it's 2-1. We're, what, about six minutes into the period. And there is uh, a loose puck in the neutral zone. Uh, I'm not going all the way back to the beginning of time here, but loose puck in the neutral zone, and Jesper Bratt is coming down the left side, and Brady Shea caught a little bit flat-footed, but he basically tried to reach out with his stick and knock the puck away. All he really needed to do was just rub Brett out on the wall. And if he does that, then there's no rush. But because he kind of reached, and I termed it on Twitter, and maybe this is unfair, so I apologize if it is. I, just, I called it lazy defense. Because if he just throws a hip check out, then at the very least, Brat is slowed down, and there's an opportunity for somebody to come over uh, and make a defensive play. And, and Tavo Teravainen was trying to get back. But ultimately, Brat comes in. He uses uh, the pass across as a decoy to the point where Brett Pesci is... Uh, kind of staying back to defend the pass. And Ronta thought a pass was coming. And Brock just beat him five hole. That was 2-2. A couple of minutes later, Carolina made it 3-2 on Derek Stepan's second goal of the game. And then, 30 seconds later, uh, Puck's in the corner. I thought Burns and Slavin did a pretty good job defending here, but it didn't matter. Nico Heischer ultimately comes away with the puck. His wraparound shot was not wrapped around, you know, just inside the post. Ranta got a cross. But, and he actually made the initial save. If you look at the third angle that they showed you on the television replay, it actually, the the wrap chance actually bounces Karams off Ranta's pad, back out, away from the goal, but it goes in off the paddle of his stick. So Ronta actually went five-hole on himself. So he did a good job to make the initial save, but it went in anyway, and it happens. And then the third goal, that's the bad, the third goal in the period. That's the bad goal. That's the one where Brat comes from the right side towards the middle, and Brent Burns probably in... Ronta's vision a little bit, and the shot goes off Ronta's glove and kind of flutters in, again, slight screen from Burns, but not a goal that Auntie Ronta should give up. That made it 4-3. It's a good thing that the Hurricanes got power plays. Real quick on that. So the Hurricanes, it was 4-on-4. Then the Hurricanes drew a penalty to go to 4-on-3. 
And then there was a puck, dog pog, delay of game, puck over glass. So Carolina doesn't get a two-man advantage right away. Basically, you play it out until somebody else is supposed to come back on, until, I guess you, I don't know, you have to come back on the ice, and then you get two minutes of five on three, or a minute 55 of five on three, I think they would have gotten. If I'm the NHL, I'm going to four on two. How cool would that be? I think four on two would be fun. Be tough to kill. But anyway, that's just uh, that's just me being goofy. Anyway, that's I thought that was uh, obviously the key moment there for Carolina was the ability to get that equalizing goal because it did kind of feel at this point that, hey, all good things come to an end. I wouldn't have been surprised if they lost against New Jersey, even though Carolina was the better team. New Jersey came to Raleigh and was the better team and lost to Carolina. It happens. It's happened to the Hurricanes. But they got the equalizer. Then both teams survived overtime, which was an absolute gong show. I I can't even... If you watched overtime, you, you had to be exhausted when it was over. Like, let us get to the shootout so we can take a breath. And then Andre scores in the bottom of the second, and Auntie Ranta comes out like Mariano Rivera and closes the door in the third, and he stopped Jack Hughes. Those are three really good, uh, at least talented players that New Jersey sends over the boards in the shootout. Thomas Tatar. And who is it? Jesper Brat and then Jack Hughes. Again, Jack Hughes worth the price of admission. So big, big win for Carolina. Burns got stopped. Svech scored. And that was enough. So now they lead the Metro by seven points. An 11-game winning streak. 17 straight with at least a point. 15-0-2. 8 0 4 in their last dozen on the road. And they go to New York on Tuesday against the Rangers. Uh, goals, Stepan, Aho, Stepan, Natchez, Svechnikov with the game-deciding goal in the shootout. And this is where Carol, another uh, another place where Carolina won the game tonight in the face-off circle. Jordan Stahl, 14 of 22. Paul Stasny, 12 of 19. Jesperi Kotkaniemi, 3 of 4. Marty Natchez, 5 of 6 in the on the dot. It's pretty good. Carolina was... Very, very good for the most part tonight. Their issues were in uh, puck management and a little bit of decision-making. They did some strange things in the overtime. Natchez did some uh, some spinning around in the OT, and he almost seemed almost a little jumpy to me today. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe day games don't agree with Marty Natchez. I don't know. And then Seth Jarvis tried a drop pass. No, dude. No. The The rules of overtime are pretty simple. Puck possession. If you skated around for four and a half minutes and then take a shot, as long as that shot is great, then you had a great overtime. You just can't. You have to value possession. If I'm the NHL, at some point, we're going to put a shot clock on overtime. That's right. I, I, If I'm the NHL, 
because it's, I think teams should skate it for all five minutes unless you get an odd man chance. And that's what you should do. It's, it's, a, it's a puck possession game. Anyway, they didn't really value it, but I guess the Devils didn't either. And that's what maybe what made it so much fun. It was a fun, entertaining, really for the most part, from the second period on. Third period was nutty. Overtime was just a comedy show. And then the shootout was the shootout. Some people like it. Some people don't. I'm just bored with it. Um, but we got we to gotta come up with a winner. Uh, we in this country don't like ties. I got no problem with a tie. But I actually think what would be really smart is if we did go to um, a 3-2-1 system where uh, a regulation win was worth three, an overtime or shootout win was worth two, and a law uh, and it just getting it into overtime would be worth one. Uh, but the regulation win should be worth more than the overtime win or the shootout win. And I do like that there is a little bit added port, added importance to the sh- to re- overtime win because that's the basically the regulation wins is the first tiebreaker. Overtime regulation plus overtime wins is the next tiebreaker. So they kind of remove shootout wins from the occasion or whatever it's called. Equation, not occasion. Gosh, shouldn't be that late, but it is, I guess. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Anyway, there you go. There's a, there's a fun Hurricanes win. I can't imagine we're not we're that long from Max Pacioretty. We do know that all those guys are not on the trip. So at the earliest, we'll see them Thursday when the Hurricanes host Nashville. And by the way, that will be the return of Nino Niederreiter. And that'll be a video. That'll be a video night. Nino was, Nino was a very popular player here among his teammates, among the crowd. A super, super nice guy. The one thing that Nino could not do in four years was produce in the postseason. It's a different game in the postseason. Nino just wasn't up to that. And it made it harder for Carolina to basically pay him what he was worth. And I don't know, maybe... Although the contract he got from Nashville is exactly what Carolina offered him. And by the time he was ready to sign that contract, Carolina had already moved on. They had already acquired Max Pacioretty. They had already acquired Andre Kasha. Of course, Andre Kasha has played just one game, played like 11 minutes in that one game. And I don't know where he goes. Said this last time. No idea where Andre Kasha goes when Andre Kasha comes back. No clue at all quick bit of promotional housekeeping before we get out of here coming up this week the final installment the final episode the ninth episode of the 25th anniversary canes corner podcast and this is all about the best games 
in Hurricanes history. We did the best transactions with Mike Sundheim of the Hurricanes and Luke Takak of the News and Observer. And in our same session, we talked about our favorite, most memorable, most important, however you want to term it, games in Hurricanes history. Not Whalers, Hurricanes. So uh, that will drop sometime early of this week. But it was fun to go back and listen to some of the highlights. Some of the stuff that you might not remember. Maybe you do because we're all kind of uh, into the 2002, 2009, 2006, obviously. Um, but there are some surprises for games. But it's a uh, it was a lot of fun to go back and listen to it. So check that out. Uh, it, it'll drop in this feed as well, but there's also a special 25th anniversary Canes Corner podcast feed. Uh, so, and uh, certainly when this one drops, uh, we invite you to binge it because why not? They're all relatively short. Every episode is short. I think the longest episode might have been 40 minutes, but uh, they were all targeted to be around 30. And this one will be a little longer. This one will be about anywhere from uh, 35 to 40, but. Um, again, they're all fun, and I appreciate uh, you checking them out. Just like I appreciate the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, if it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast, wherever you got this podcast, you get them all right there. We appreciate your patronage, if you will. One more thing. Top five scorers on the Hurricanes. Martin Natchez, 36 points in 37 games, right? Is it 37 games? 37 games. 36 points in 37 games. Andre Svechnikov, 19 goals, 32 points. Sebastian Ajo, 12 goals, uh, 30 points. He has only played 30 games. He is the only player on the team with a, at a point per game for the Hurricanes. Brent Burns, fourth in scoring, four goals, 27 points. Stefan Nason is fifth on the team in scoring, eight goals, 20 points. He had two assists in the win in New Jersey on Sunday. That is incredible. Stefan Nason, what a, what a find. What an absolute find. Just like, in a way, it's like Jalen Chatfield, right? Guys who... I think they expected to play well. I, I'll bet you that both performances have exceeded their expectations. I'll just guess on that. Anyway, we got to get out of here. I am Adam Gold. This is the Canes Corner Podcast. Appreciate you hanging out. Tuesday at the Rangers should be fun as the Hurricanes go for their 12th consecutive win. We'll see you then. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.